Oh, you know what that <laughs> It looked like a donkey. You know where they make those? You can just change their head on those videos and they can dance. Um, it's been six months since we did this. I had to come in with something special. Yeah, that's been, You know, something special would have been for you to show up on time. Oh, no. Yeah, well, kind of everything. Uh, Peter Sherwood showed up with one of those. Well, his was a Slayer top to our uh, Friday night dinner last week. Just a giant head and a big Christmas jumper. It was gorgeous. <laughs> What's happening? Shout out. Where were you? The last five minutes. Uh, I told you my internet wasn't working, so now we're hotspotting. Rural internet. I managed to fuck up. Hopefully they Yeah, I know. Yeah, we don't we don't have um we still have the old school. Remember that old the old dial-up sound? Yeah. Andrew, did you get avocado the other week when you were in Canberra? And did you miss Steve? Hey. So did you get avocado in Canberra the other week at that wedding? And did you meet Steve, by any chance? Avocado? Avocado? Oh. It's meant to be podcast time, Andrew. We're already recording. Sorry. There's someone my door. I'm not going to eat. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Back by popular demand. We have like 11 people asking for this. Mm. Yeah, half of uh, half of the last rebellion crowd were asking. Oh, podcast! It's um, I'm back. It's all right. Six months has given us enough time to uh, let some people forget all your misdemeanors in the past, Kieran. <laughs> yeah, I know. six months is enough to let some of the heat. I think I, I, I think I, I gained some ground back with the May, August, and November shows. I'm ready to destroy my brand again. <laughs> Uh, excellent, very good. I put up a thing to see if what people wanted us to talk about. We got, we got, fuck all. Um, well, the year that was. <laughs> the year that one. was. The year uh, that was. The year that, the year that was. The year that was. Should we just, um, just went quick. And it. Adam King, uh, topic one, COVID. Yeah, we're well, jumping back into that one. <laughs> all right, can you? Bones. Um, who would win a fight out of the represented state premiers? And when will Beast Championships advertise it? <laughs> okay. Matt Lucas, best fight of the year. Best thing that happened in Muay Thai. And worst thing that happened to Muay Thai this year. Well, Ooh. worst thing that happened is we're back on this. Uh, <laughs> I'd say this would be the best. Mm, best thing that yeah. happened this year was last night in Melbourne. The Kumite. Ah, Kumite. Kumite. Explain to me what a Kumite is. Kumite, I think, is the uh, Japanese word for like sparring and fighting. You know, mm. they've got like kata and then they got Kumite and then they got the 100 man Kumite. Larry breaking. So Kumite is the fighting sparring part. So <clears throat> they did an event like. I don't know. It, it's just fun watching random things like like that. I don't know if you guys remember a event in Melbourne. Fuck, must have been 15 years, 16 years ago. It was called Dojo KO. And I think they tried to do it in interstate as well. Man, like Daniel Kelly and all those guys fought on it. And it was a stage and they fought MMA on it, but you could 
if you got pushed off, like there was three times that you could get pushed off or or something, and it was like a, a ropeless, ropeless, ropeless uh, stage. So your last night's was like a six by six meter, slightly elevated mat. <clears throat> was there tigers around the edge for the person who fell off? Absolutely. No, but or a pool of of sharks yeah. with laser beams <laughs> on their head. Just just as we're seeing um, Victorian Muay Thai really start to run away with it, are we also seeing a resurgence of Victorian uh, karate and kickboxing? That's this is the second show in like six weeks. Yep. Yeah, look, the show before was that Sanchi Gala one, and <clears throat> Judd's, uh, Judd Reed's probably like one of Australia's, well, probably Australia's best known Kyokushin fighters. And he's been running the race platform Kyokushin, like traditional style events anyway. And they, man, they, they run them at the Croatian Club in Footscray. And it's always packed. Because, like, you, you forget, <clears throat> I saw um, Nick Atkins was down in Ballarat here for the Taekwondo Nationals um, as part of Fight HQ, and he put up a photo, and, like, they're doing the full production, light and sound and all that sort of stuff. So, I mean, these other martial arts have uh, have those sort of outlets where people present them. So Judd had done that, but I think he partnered up with Senshi, who's, like, a Bulgarian or Romanian one of those places that exports a lot of gangsters. Um, one of those organizations, <clears throat> and they did it here. So they had a few karate fights, but last night was was very different. Very different. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I've been getting a lot of um in my, in my Facebook feed that like that world karate or whatever it is, you know that full contact karate that they do in the pit. Karate the, combat. So they've got like Rudin and. Uh, George St. Pierre mm. and stuff and it's kind of like a, it's like I think that they've got like rules where you can it's like MMA but if you throw someone you can't do too much ground like you can throw them and like hit them but you also can't throw hooks and stuff from what I understand you got to only throw like linear punches because it's like traditional karate before we before we talk about too too much non-Muay Thai related stuff and make Andrew as cranky as he used to get six months ago um, <clears throat> shout out to Ramesh Habib, who obviously won over in Bulgaria recently on that Senshi, right? But he put a photo up, man. It was like all the old K1 GP and Max, like Dutch guys. It was like Ernesto Hoos, Albert Kraus, Semi Shill. Like there was, it was like all of them in one photo. That was quite cool. Well, Sam Greco was in his corner and Peter Ertz in his opponent's corner. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, wow. But like um, these guys, I think, from what I understand, have tremendous amounts of money like own that whole complex. Um, I think they gave them really good bonuses and stuff, but the production looked like, you know, when you see the headquarters of the Church of Scientology, like all the like, mm. like it looked mm. amazing. It seemed, you couldn't tell what the crowd was because the crowd was back, but the whole setup looked, looked amazing. And, you know, everyone who won got these like trophies taller than Kieran and, um, like belts and like certificates and it was nuts it was insane Love a good we need our own we very, need our own very tall trophies is what i was saying it's mm. good shout out Got to everybody track. in all the gyms who won all their gym awards over the last couple of weeks in all the gym christmas parties mm. and a big shout out to norm for his first christmas party for ptj how'd he go pass with flying colors <laughs> 
Alan's everywhere. <laughs> what is it? What does a William Street gym Christmas party look like? So well, it traditionally runs along an Olympic cycle. I, I remember to do one every four years. <laughs> uh, man, don't harass me. Hit up Bobo. He's dropped the ball. Bobo's in now. Bobo's dropped the ball. Can't believe he didn't book a for you. Sorry? Can't believe he didn't book a venue for you. And everything. I, know, I know. He probably would. Probably run so much. As we found with him running the classes, I think he'd do a much better job of a Christmas party. <laughs> <laughs> Less people would be emotionally scarred for life if Bobo ran it. Hmm. Hmm. Um, well, speaking of, should we 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 just uh, should we credit and mention this is the Rebellion Muay Thai podcast. There was a recent rebellion. Two world titles were held on it, and it was a. If I do say so myself, Sai and Andrew watching the first time, I believe he's watched a full show from a table and not been a participant. Banging show, it cracker. Was, it, was, it was, yeah, top to bottom. It was crazy, crazy good, and congratulations. I'll get it out. Man, some, some big moments, hey? Like, shout out to Chad, finally getting the world title. He's had a few cracks, but stayed persistent. Finally uh, cracked it on. Shout out to the ladies, the first, and Sai, first ever women's WBC world title held over five threes. Am I right, Sai? I believe so. Boom. Yes, beautiful. And, um, man, Tyson's knockout of Tum was yeah. wild. I was talking to someone the other day about the the Tyson knockout. It was one of those things where it was just like, holy fuck, what just happened? Like um, the energy of it all of a sudden, because like I was somehow I managed to not get myself a seat at, on the ring for that show. So I was sort of sitting on the stairs and running around. And I think at one stage I ran back and all of a sudden it's it's when it happened. But like it was just like somebody pulled the air out of the room for a split second. Um, and it was man, like him and Chad, that whole thing. And I think a little bit with Barbara, there was just something about them when they came to the show, like they knew they were gonna do it. And like Tyson was sort of like I think behind as much as you can be on a Muay Thai fight, like he was getting his legs kicked. You know, Tom was doing the usual thing, but it's like he knew he was going to get that done. Like Chad's mm. old mindset stuff in the wanes and stuff like blew me away. They were like so, so onto it. Yeah. And it was almost like Tyson knew he was going to do something cool. PZ was, I remember speaking to PZ before they were going to go out and because the odds were on and uh, Yacht IQ is one of my favorite up and comers. And I was like, it's going to be a hard one, blah, blah, blah. But they just had no doubt whatsoever in their mind that they were going to do the business. And and same with Tyson, like speaking to Glenn before that as well. So, yeah, I think you're you're 100% right. I didn't get to speak to Barbara, but, yeah. And it was cool It was cool listening in between. Peasy would, Peasy would go in between a technical instruction and then he would yell out something that he's obviously said to Chad in like the lead up to the whole thing. Like he'd make a reference like, this is your world title, Chad, or, like this is what you've worked so hard for. He'd yell that out in between technical instructions from the corner. So that was that was cool as they, well. They did it so much at the Wayne's and it was yeah. like repeating it. And I don't know if that's stuff that like I know Iggy's been working with him. I don't know if he they had like certain keywords. And man, like I think round four, Yacht IQ was starting to like kind of come back strong. Cause I think he'd be probably the first two rounds, Chad sort of, but then like round three and four, he was coming into his own. 
And man, I just remember hearing Peasy across the ring going, Chad, it's the world title. You got to do something. And that's when Chad pulled his head down, kind of got the knee up and then elbowed him in the head. And that's mm. when like the fight turned. And I was just like, man, how many fighters come in and put that sort of output, <laughs> then have the guy edge back ahead on him and then still manage to like respond and do what needs to be done. It was surreal. Mm. It was really good. Like, I liked his post afterwards as well. Like, because mm. sometimes uh, t- titles are, uh, we've spoken about it heaps in the past, but are some of those things that are just really about timing and being the right person at the right time, being able to find that match at the right time. And he works really hard to get that. And what was it, three attempts he's had a crack at and three legitimate attempts. And this one was the one. And I, I really like to see like that legitimacy in a world title actually come to fruition so that was like a real highlight for me even just seeing that post from him too so good on you chad yeah mm. yeah Absolutely. um the other thing for us i mean the rise and rise of rebellion for victoria for the year but i think for on a new south wales uh perspective i'm in the rise of 1774 this year um they've mm. thrown some big uh risks in in getting their cards together and I think um, it finally come to fruition in the last show, um, a venue that's seen some pretty awesome, it's got some pretty big history in there from uh, events in the past. And I think that last show really like cemented their, oh, you know, where they are in New South Wales. So next year will be real interesting to see if they can maintain that momentum because like with most shows, you know, it happens. Like you, you have a big start and then, um, whether you kind of maintain that level or do you go back and forth a little bit? So I don't know. What do you reckon, boys? I think it, I, I don't think it was just like a New South Wales thing. I think that like that show <clears throat> pushed them right up in the top sort of three or four, five shows in Australia. And like, yeah. it, it, for, for me to like, that was, you know, I, I, when you guys used to do the um, school, Siam uh, to Sydney and stuff, I used to love coming to those with the energy and everything. And I've been obviously to Lewis's Yokao show, been to all their few eruptions and domination and all that. But that show was one of the most enjoyable times I've had being at a Muay Thai show. Uh, like, you know that you know the amateurs didn't catch a whole lot of them but then there was that little break in the afternoon we were all just like chilling out in the um in the garden area and like you know um hanging out with aram and uh, mark Chelsea was up and riddler and everyone was just kind of like chilling which that's not for everybody's experience but like for us for me it was amazing and then when we sat mm. down and did the commentary like it was fight after fight there wasn't a fight where you were like, oh, why did you even match this fight? Like, mm. everything was exciting. Even, like, um, Pinky's boy who fought Moe, for, like, we realised how much stronger Moe was, but there was an element at the start where I'm like, fuck, this guy might just just be resilient enough to just, like, try to kick him at, at, at sort of Muay time a bit more. But, like, all the fights were good. And then mm. when um, Davey got that stoppage, like, the energy went crazy. And fuck mm. you! What what is wrong with that dude? Fucking champion! That was gold. That, the energy just kept on lifting, fight after fight. I think yeah. 
yeah, like you know, sometimes you have like a mad, a mad fight, and it's like the energy's crazy, and then you kind of have that crash for the next fight, but it didn't happen. It just kept on going up, boom, 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 boom. So, and the echo of the um, crowd sound in that place is like very cool. The acoustics are amazing because I was like, why, why isn't the ring in the middle of the room? But it mm-hmm. still managed to kind of like come back, and you felt like you were surrounded by it, even though there was only a few people on the stage. It, it was sick. I hope, like, I hope that's the kind of show that they they that they continue to do because, like, you know, there's a danger of going, like, having a show like that. And they go, okay, next show, we're just going to go. I've done it. Do something really stupid. Whereas, like, I think delivering that sort of show consistently and just notching it up step by step, like long term, it's maintainable and it's it's what people people want. Like. Um, you, you don't need to just put like one superstar on and then just a bunch of garbage fights just to pay for it. It was like a consistently mm. good card from start to finish. No one fight would have been disgustingly expensive. That would just like make it prohibitive to make a full card. So mm. good credit to the boys. I mean, I'm sure it was mostly greeny. I don't know what Aram does there, but um, <laughs> but the other side to it is is the quality. I think the quality is shining through, and you can see like there's definite. Mm like it, from the amateurs all the way through and it keeps getting better and better and better. And um, yeah, I think it's like testament to all the trainers that are involved or New South Wales or ACT. Or, and then the guys flying in from wherever, like it's, yeah, it's it's on the rise. So next year's looking good. Yeah, big shout out to your boy, Ali Reza. <laughs> the Persian yeah. Lion, great performance. The, it's forever, the, the forever Persian dad, but that you can have it at any stage, but still perform. Uh, next, Kieran, you get around a lot. <laughs> ding ding. ding. Um, uh, next, 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 next. What do you think of? Ah, well, we. Leagues? coming up strong i think as a hot prospect show for next year too wait i feel another one to talk about because it also just happened was the wbc diamond title obviously between jake mm, lund nice. and jordan Ann, um which was jake lund winning jake becoming now when they i think the wbc put it up it was like the first ever person to go state national international world and diamond title so congratulations to jake i saw a cool there's a really good post with uh that george put up after where he basically just said like yep yeah, i lost like it is what it is i'd love to do it again kind of thing i thought that was like it wasn't it, it, it could be very easy i mean george has obviously been on a tear and i can't remember i don't know if you guys can but i don't remember the last time george lost i don't remember what the last fight was that he i think i only know of him to lose on uh, one championship, and before that, to Ben Marnie on the eruption. Ben Marnie, yeah, like, that's a long time ago, right? That was a, and so you know, like I, I, I feel like I don't know. It's funny to say, but George was on such a tear for a while there. It was kind of like, well, <laughs> he's still so young, but man, he's just beaten everyone. Like, man, it's kind of almost like you could retire soon. I feel like something like that kind of shakes it up a little bit, and it goes, oh, hang on. Here comes Jake, he's beaten him, sets up hopefully, and I would love to see a second fight in WA. I think it's cool. George has gone to Queensland, fought in front of the Queensland crowd. I'd love to see the rematch in WA, maybe on like a Muay Thai Grand Prix. I think that would be really cool um, to see 
to see a rematch over there. That would be awesome. But I think it just, yeah, it sets up a sets up a big one. And then another shout out to um young young Josh McCulloch from New South Wales, who in the past like year or so has just exploded out of the gates. Mm. He um obviously I think it was last year when he knocked out Nathan Jones on 1774 with that quick flash head kick. And then I feel like since then the momentum hasn't stopped him. Uh, most recently, obviously, on 1774, he stopped that uh, the Thai trainer who was over at Nitrix. And then most recently, he stopped Arno on Rise as well. So pretty keen to see what he does next year. Man, he's, yeah, he's on a real tear as well. Yeah, I think not not to, <clears throat> like, put any chat there, put any doubt on it, but I, I think the George-Jake fight definitely hopefully gets redone again. I think there's... You know, I think there's some stuff around it that the boys will never step up and say anything because they they took the fight and they they made the decision to do it. And uh, you know, like that's not saying things would have been any different, but it's definitely one I know um, they will really love to rematch. So hopefully that kind of fires, you know. And you know, George has been so dominant, maybe. You know, it, it made him a bit too comfortable, and this will like kick his ass a little bit and make him. Definitely want to come back and do that because he was, you know, not just a top dog in Australia, but top dog in the world. Um, and then with the Josh one, man, like we we spoke about it because we saw the pump bet odds and Josh was the favorite. And he was like, man, Orono's not like some let random little trainer that's here. He's like legit good. Like he, you know, beat Anthony Pappas pretty convincingly on eruption recently. Like that's that's Orono, right? <laughs> he went and stopped him as well. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. Shout out to Joshy. I think that's a – it'd be cool to see him uh, crank up a few more big wins and then set up a fight with a young boy from PTJ who is also on the up-and-comer. Yeah. Ibi. I know we talk about that. I'm kind of just poking you a little bit with that one, Andy. But no, but seriously, shout out to EB2 because the world ranking position. So yeah, pretty strong. I think what, like, yeah. He's just chipping along and chipping along. And we said at the start of the year that, like, we've, we'd felt that he had, we spoke about timing earlier on and um, we'd felt like we'd missed some opportunities for, some metalware earlier on because of timing and lack of opponents and stuff like that. But now there's some pretty obvious opponents coming through. Um, so yeah, I think it's good. And, and to get a, a world ranking for him was really important. So uh, let's see what happens next year. There's a couple of things in the mix. So yeah, looking forward to it. So good on you. That's, that, that's um, also testimony to, well, it's an example, I guess, for some of the younger guys that might want to jump ahead a few steps and just get titles and belts and stuff when they're not there. It's like if you stick it out and you fight good fights and hard fights, those opportunities do eventually come. I mean, that 59, 57 kilo class for a while, that was almost impossible to match. And now it's, it's opened up and there's guys calling Ibi out and it's like, yeah, man, like it's happening, right? Like it, we don't, you don't need to just, jump up, get some fluffy titles here and there just so you've got stuff. Like, I know if he was like, when am I going to get something? Well, now he's got a couple of things. Yeah, won that Australian WBC title against Van on Hardcore. 
which was what three months ago. Yeah. Yeah, and he's just starting to mature. Like I think, even though his head looks like he's forty, his his body he's still quite young. He's like twenty four or something. So, um, hopefully, as he's as he matures physically as well, he can really like get to that world stage because that's kind of what we've been waiting for. Obviously, the rounds and experience in the ring, but also like for his body to mature too. So, mm. yeah, it's good, exciting time. Mm. Um, um, sorry, cut you off from before Muay Thai League, Andy. Run with it. Yeah, I'm just, um, I'm just noticing from afar, like we haven't actually been on there. We went on the junior one um, when my daughter fought on there, but um, I just like the way that they're setting up the progression. And I feel like obviously the, our states are getting into that and we've been working on that for a while. And I think up in Queensland, they don't have that from an outsider looking in, but I think that that brand is starting to actually try and execute that themselves and, and take ownership of it from what I understand. So next year, it sounds like that's what they're going to continue to try and do. And, and if people want to join them, join them and, and come along for the journey. So, you know, anywhere from kids to how they do it, the little leagues to the, I think even the way that they do that sounds really cool to me. So, yeah. And something to be shown in that development. And it's still, I, I think it's still, relatively young in like new south wales and victoria but you can already see it starting to work yeah you can already see how that that focus on just straight amateur no frills nothing let's just get like a a a regular sort of community schedule of fights going like a grassroots how it's already starting to pay off and i think like it, Cy and, and, and you guys in Victoria have done such a good job and New South Wales and Andy, you're doing a good job. And obviously there's stuff planned for next year, which people will start to hear about it. But I think if 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 every state doesn't do that in a few years, you'll definitely notice like the gap because I mean, I see, I follow those, the, the Muay Thai Victoria pages and I see guys like Donnie's boy and like Matty Williams boy and these kids they're having three and four and five and six fights and even older amateur guys it's like after a year they're five or six fights in they're ready to fight on roots they're ready to go to Sydney like mm. I think over the next couple of years especially that it's it's just gonna really you will really see the fruits of that labor yeah, yeah like today, today I match <laughs> saying a match for roots next year and I match one of Benny's boys Cause had seven amateurs this year, all on Moito Victoria. Awesome. And he's fighting another guy with five amateurs who I think like maybe three have been with us and a couple with uh Vama. It's yeah. like those guys are gonna step into roots in March. They've That's... got the right amount of amateur experience. Like I, I I don't really see anyone here trying to have like a 30 fight amateur career. Like there's we we literally don't it, it, you, you, we really don't do a professional style show so it's like if you want the walkout song and the glitz and glamour and you want to fight without padding it's incentivized to move to that but i think june july next year the numbers like this last one we had i think we had 30 fights and i reckon by june july next year we want to get to the point where we're running like two rings yes yeah, sunday and then the tournaments as well like the tournament yeah. fighting we did that Consular Cup and it, it, like, mm. it was like super hard to manage. Who won the cup? Don't know. I think we changed the rules on the day. Lower score wins. But um, but yeah, hopefully we can see a couple more of those little, like even like little tawnies just 
mm. given the guys the extra fights and stuff like that, alongside with the you know the Muay Thai Victoria events and Muay Thai New South Wales events. It's, I think South Australia is falling into line. I know Pinky's um in pretty adamant about um making his guys follow a pathway in the way he's matching his guys too. So some of it even falls into the hands of or no, a lot of it falls into the hands of the trainers and where they want to manage and take their guys too, right? So our pathways start next year and the the onus will be on the trainers, but we've agreed that it it, it stays in our state, if that makes sense. So like the class is what you've fought here and no matter what you've fought here, you, you can't jump that or you can't change that. So we'll wait and see. And mm. shout out to Pinky. They brought out him and um, Greg uh bingle or bignall sorry man i don't know, pay attention to people's surnames they brought out nine fighters out from adelaide by the week three cars came in nine See. fighters on muay thai victoria and then i think they've got the south australian muay thai league on the 5th of february and i spoke to riddler when he was down i think their commission starting to look at potentially letting him do something similar yeah, cool. Yeah. Spoke to Nick Atkins yesterday or the day before and also Nakia, and it looks like a few good things happening in Queensland as well. So for all the doom and gloom we've had the last couple of years and num- numbers plummeting and stuff in certain sort of things, it's it's really looking good. And, uh, you know, as long as I think it was just that, that the newer generation coming through that want to make those positive changes and it's starting to happen. Mm. I think yeah. we're quick to forget as well we'll that we're two thirds of like a year out of the whole world being shut for about two two like we we're part we're past it but man I, I like you think about the time period I was only thinking about it the other day when I was looking at some stuff for the gym and I was like wow we really were shut for a long time and it wasn't that long ago it, it's it's funny because you're probably the kind of stuff I'm doing at the moment end the year things and. You know, a couple of months ago doing uh, company tax returns and stuff, and you're going, wait, what did I do for two years? It's only been, uh, obviously, we, we all started promoting in Melbourne again sort of around December last year, but I think I really just September, November have been when, like, the numbers and stuff have really started to hit the old numbers we were getting. It was just like going through the past ticketing and stuff. You're like, holy shit. Like mm. when you're in it, I don't I don't think I noticed it as much as now that we're sort of coming out of it and looking back and going, wait, uh, Jim's made zero dollars for that many months and our shows had like 500 people at them. Like what? And it's Customers like, yeah, forget yeah. that when they're coming in sometimes. <laughs> you're like, man, yeah, we're mm. still coming back. But yeah. Wow. It's almost like, like something's just been erased in memory, like two years of just yeah, shit. But anyway. And the 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 UFC, I don't did they only start doing it back again, or they always have been doing shows at that apex that where they used to do the no crowd shows. They've still been like UFC is just started. they've been doing it the whole time. Yeah, yeah, okay. They've been doing little shows in there and they did a like they did like the submission invitational thing there last Friday as well. Uh, yeah, I know Andy, you would have been excited to see Gordon Ryan and Nicky Rodriguez fighting all <laughs> <to> over time. <laughs> that was awesome. Oh, shit. <sighs> yeah. Best, 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 best fight of the year. 
Have we got one? Can we narrow it down? Australian fight of the year. Best domestic fight of the year. We always forget the start of the year, but mm. like I just said, Jonathan Ayulu and fucking. Well, he's been in two of the potential best fights of the year. Yeah. Mm. Him and you and him and Cruz, right? I, I think Man, I know it was K one, but him and fucking uh, Jabba Askarov was part of good, mental good as well. Oh, really? Oh. <laughs> fucking hell, he's had some battles this year. Then, but yeah, that was that was pretty hard to beat. The um. That was another couple of crackers, man. You and was, Tim Ewan was pretty good. That was sick. That was very good. That was a banger. Hugh, was a Hugh, cracker, yeah. You, uh, uh, the elephant I man, mean, <laughs> O'Donnell. Well, it, it like what watching it live, watching Chad and Yod IQ was awesome to watch live. Like, I think, like credit to Yod IQ, man, because he got hit with some shots by Chad that like. <laughs> would have put a lot of other people just completely away. I think it was, I don't know, I haven't I haven't watched the replay of it, but watching it live, I was like, man, Chad is hitting hard. Yeah, <laughs> the was, funny thing was, though, like, <laughs> he, he was getting hit and then he started to, like, he was kicking himself really well. He was, like, there was a couple of kicks he landed. The guys behind me in the first row just went, ah, like, boom, boom. <laughs> And then he landed a couple of punches on Chad and uh, the MC we had. Uh, and for Jones, I turned around. He hadn't, he hadn't really been to Muay Thai before. And I said, man, like he landed those shots. I'm like, I hope that's not his undoing. Because I'm like, maybe he just felt like that he should just hang around in there and try to like out punch and out elbow like Chad. And it was like, he kind of did. He was like, oh, I'm hitting you now. I'm going to be like... It was like your name's Jot IQ, dude. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Well, uh, I mean, we did fight of the year, but if you some people have probably noticed, and I saw some people putting up their suggestions for it, even though he didn't ask that Osmoy Tai are, are gonna do their um 2022 awards. We're gonna do his uh 22 uh, awards. Obviously, picked I, I saw a lot of people just like um, screenshotting it and, and writing what through what they had to each other. I mean, there's a few of them maybe to go through, but we could probably pick some out. One of them was knockout of the year. So I'm trying to... I For me, it's got to be probably Tyson and Tum. That's probably got to be my knockout of the year. Um, what else? That's yeah. That that one's probably gonna have to be my knockout. W A. That was a good. Um, what's the guy with the dreadlocks? He like spinning. Nathan Hamilton. Spinning uh, knocked out. Uh, Kian. Kian, yeah. Um, um, okay. I think that was. Uh, one more really crazy fight of the year. That was <laughs> not what I would I expected. Moe and um, they uh, oh, and Jordy. Jordy, Jordy, I had Sydney. Last week. That was hectic. That was like, I'm not blocking a single leg kick, and it's like at school. So it was like a K1 was at the same time. <laughs> it was like an old K1 Max fiber. They were just <laughs> like... Oh my god, yeah, that was hectic. That, that was, was a good fight. That was a good fight. Up for entertainment value, that was yeah, that was a wicked fight. That was really good. And I that think was, even um, the um, like in the overall scheme of scoring it and stuff. Obviously, Charlie had it all over Jay, but for the fact that Jay managed to 
the big overhand. A, a, a wobble him like he put that out there. That was, you know, that, you know, that was a risk. So like just the whole, you know, Charlie was kind of all over it, but that one big shot kind of made things very interesting for a bit there. But yeah, the Moe one. Probably the last he time. Me right before the fight and he messages and you go, oh, this is going to be mental. But then like, they just go <laughs> yeah. like, nah, 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 nah. I was like, oh, Jesus. I was tired just watching it. it like, <laughs> maybe that's why Norm had a bad night because we were just <laughs> waiting for it to finish and we we're both like, oh my God, what are we going to oh. do? <laughs> like, anyway. Mm, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so knockout of the year, there's fight of the year, breakthrough fighter of the year. Does anyone have a breakthrough fighter of the year that jumps out at them? I think Josh is hard to go past because of what he's done. But like on a local scene for us, like there's a couple of kids who in a few years, if they keep going, um, the Matthews brothers, they mm, yeah, those boys are they're gonna be tremendous. Yeah. Um, I think like I don't know if the Vina is still a part of the breakthrough, but she's had a hell of a good year. Um, despite her terrible, terrible attitude as a person. <laughs> she terrible. Um, who else? Who's who's been in I the? Mean, I mean, I'm going to be biased. We're going to say Ebi. I reckon he's he's still on the breakthrough, right? But I think in New South Wales, we've got we've definitely got Josh, Ibi. Um, the uh, even Maui man, like it, he's only had nine fights or something. I think he's had, he's had a lot. He, he had a lot of amateur. amateurs. Yeah, he had a lot of he, amateur fights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Under Steve Jez. Yeah, he he sent me a message. I think before he turned pro about fights and stuff, and I'm like, how many fights have you had? And I was like, 27 amateur fights or something crazy. Oh, like, was it? Yeah, yeah. All, and New South Wales, all on New South Wales Master Shows on, on like Steve Jez when he was oh. on the. He's only been with Cruz, I think, maybe in the past, like since the past two fights, two or three fights. Where was he before that? Steve Jets. Fire. A right. training. Yeah. Ah, oh, okay, okay. Cool. Um, what's the next one? Uh, I mean, it might be easy instead of trying to pick the whole thing. Maybe. You can oh, Kale is the other one. Kale, man. Kale. 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 Kale, Kale, man. Oh my God, he took that so well um, up against. Um, no. Against Moo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kale and Adam, both of the young SRG boys, yeah, looking, looking the goods. He handled the man strength of Moo real well, actually. That's what I think. That, I thought that might have been a problem because he's like fifty, whatever, ring and wet man. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But I think he's going to have a hard time trying to find a match now. Like, I, who else is there? Like, unless he like puts on a couple of kgs and goes up to fifty-seven, he's going to have to start. Lifting heavy, eating that protein. One of the fights we didn't talk about, that was uh, Gareth Smith coming back after a seven or eight years layoff to fight fighting the dreaded one. Gareth was one of the uh, monk on my guys under Bill Seth. He was one of those guys a few years ago when he was fighting. We were like trying to get him over here. And then he just stopped doing Muay Thai for eight years, comes back and takes on the most awkward fight you could probably take in Australia against um Nathan Embleton. Gotcha. And apparently he put on an absolute clinic. Right. Yeah, I love it. Recently another uh, uh 
I'm not going to remember the name, but I saw the shout out the the female fight experience they just posted recently. I think was it Diana was her name from Champions Gym, and she'd recently she's just had a comeback fight, and she just had like since having a kid, yeah. or having two kids. Or like <laughs> I don't. Know. Yeah, it's very religious. <laughs> So yeah, nope. shout out to her. Shout out. Back from that. Um, uh, on that list, there was uh, male fighter of the year and female fighter of the year. Um, so unless maybe someone from each of your states that sits out, Andy, you got a male or a female fighter of the year from New South Wales? No, I just think everyone. I think Chad just needs to take it for everyone, man. Sorry. And a big shout out to Jen and Enid who won a cruiserweight world title as well. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Look, it's it's hard it's hard to go past Chad considering how many times he's fought this year. And I know a few of those fights have been kickboxing fights in Japan, but um, you know the guy has fought some like Yada IQ wasn't a random name we found out of nowhere like. <laughs> Dude was already sitting number three. And when I matched that, a lot of people said, oh, there's going to be a bit of a big night for Chad. But like the dude's fought everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's got, a, it's got a few big things happening in 2023 too, which uh, if he keeps it going, yeah. And fighting again on Christmas Day in yeah. Japan. Wild. Unwise <laughs> slash glory slash... Kickboxing, what's up? While um, while one Andrew Parnham is sitting on a beach in the Philippines drinking cocktails. When's your fly out date, man? Wednesday. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Wednesday. Is it sad oh, that I'm hoping for some sort of another pandemic style thing where he gets locked out of the country for a few years? I'm like, I'm going to take a two year. I'm happy to take another two year here. If it means he's stuck in quarantine for like three weeks. Okay, but then yeah, I'm just, you're a bad person. <laughs> Stay over on a beach yeah. over there with the old boy. I think that'll be pretty good. Mm. Yeah. So big year next year. Next so year. what's the go? What's the picks next year? What are we looking at? I think I think speaking from us anyway that that whole pass what pathways thing for us some slight changes. So um, we've kind of um, well the. Promote uh, some of the promoters have come to an agreement where we are going to do not-for-profit shows, do one each um, because we can't promote as a sanctioning body. We always need to have a promoter. So what we've decided to do between uh, myself, Shane Greenwood, um, uh, Greeny, and uh, Lewis, we've all decided to promote. Oh, and Kieran, sorry, from ACT. Uh, we've decided to promote a show each not-for-profit. Um, You're like the lawyer on The Godfather. The red-headed Jewish lawyer on The, on the Godfather. Like, You're always there. No one knows how you get into this. Um, <laughs> so we're going to do that every two months. And then the shows themselves are now moving on to a, um, a different path in itself. So anyone who wants to fight on shows like 1774, uh, Yokao Next Gen, Siam to Sydney, or like you, you've got to be registered as a, a pro in inverted commas. 
um, and a B-class entry-level point, which will mean you'll be fighting three-minute rounds, everyone, uh, with elbow pads first, have five of those fights, and then progress into the um, A-class. So I think the first half of the year will be, uh, or the first quarter will probably be pretty hard for some guys trying to align and figure out their where they're supposed to sit in that. But I think by the end of the year, um, the last shows are going to be pretty pretty epic, I reckon. So mm. that's us. Mm. Sorry. Sorry. We've got Roots in March and then three rebellions in May, August, November. I'm hoping August is going to be the most disgustingly big thing I've ever done. We've already got the wheels in motion. So that's good. Um, but yeah, man, like we've talked about it in the past, but what's happening with Muay Thai Victoria is just like, it's making me so happy mm. and our, our committee, like it's not me, it's the four of us that do it with everybody's support. So um, we've got some cool plans, some things in, in the works and just growing that because at the end of the day, you know, what we notice, we all notice with a little bit of break in action that mm. there wasn't much coming through the pipeline. So now we've got that, that monthly series. Like I had a couple of gyms down me that like with the whole gym, attitude is just getting ready for the next month so they've got that consistent thing going which i think is brilliant i'm curious to see sort of what happens with the international availability and stuff of fighters with the whole weekly uh one at lumpini and rws and stuff that's obviously going to be like king kong versus godzilla so how that sort of impacts the rest of uh the rest of the international muay thai scene opportunities coming through but um you know, there's. I think there's some really good stuff happening. I feel like for the first time, there's a lot of people in Australia kind of on the same track mm. um, as far as just the general direction of like what we, we need to be doing. And I also think I had a really good fight for Evie next year. Ooh. Boom. There you go. Ooh. You heard of uh, Not I'm going to be because of your looks. Yeah. <laughs> two out of three of this podcast aboard. Um, okay. I am um, one thing I'm looking forward to next year is heading over to see uh, Liam Harrison and Andy Housen's new um, series that they're kicking off in the UK Hitman fight league. I'm taking Davey over to fight uh, UK number one, Josh Hill, which will be a cracker. Oh, sick. But, um, nice. Obviously, uh, uh, Andy was running Muay Thai Grand Prix shows. Over there in the UK, but now he and 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 he and Liam are breaking off. He, Liam, and one other, they're breaking off. They're running the Hitman Fight League, bringing back what they said. If you listen to the last Kicking It with Liam Harrison podcast that he ran, talking about the big Yokow shows that they used to run in the UK that were like the real massive ones, um, and he's trying to bring back a, a, a bit of that flavor, uh, or so he says. So. Looking forward to getting over and watching that because I think even just just with the name alone, the whole Hitman Fight League, I think that with its name alone, obviously has a bit of pulling power. Like Liam's obviously, and 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 so is Andy. The two combined have such a big name in Muay Thai. I'm really I'm really keen to see what they do. Some of the fights they've already got matched up are um, absolute crackers. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do with that. Mm. Maybe go back to go Andrew. Um, what's uh <laughs> internationally 
So we've got the RWS finals this week and next week between Daniel Rodriguez and Jodvica. Oh, cracker. The rematch. Yeah. Banger. Shout out Daniel Rodriguez, man. He is good, man. Oh, see you later, Andrew. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, man. Shit, man. That guy's a freak. Oh, we got you back. We lost you for a second. There we go. Um, yeah, man, he's awesome. They did some of the fine. They already did. Yotin won one of the finals. Uh, Shadow won Shadow. one of the other finals. Beat Coach Nay. Um, it's been awesome fights on that, man. Yeah. He, but then, like, they, I guess going into competition with that, um, we see the launch of uh, one's Lumpini promotion next year too. So how they manage that's going to be interesting, I reckon. Um, show every week, non-Thai officials um, trying to bring back the the fan base to Thai stadium events. Um, do you know if it's all going to be with fingerless gloves still or are they, are they actually going to keep gloves on? So they're going to change the style. I think it's still fingerless gloves. I think it's still 3-3 three, three fingerless gloves. And I think as well they're going to do MMA there too. I think it'll be a bit of a Much like the Fairtex fight series is now. Yeah. They obviously have the MMA. And I think they have a five-rope five, five ring, right? I assume they would just use, they would use their one their massive one championship. It's huge. If you've ever seen it's like eight by eight or not, it's massive when you're in there. Yeah. I assume they can do that. I don't and know. RWS making the finals in six by six. <laughs> Six by six, smaller, which was interesting. <laughs> that was cool. So I, I don't know, man. I think like I think the competition between the two between RWS and one is cool. Like I think it's obviously going to make a lot of division. I don't think we're going to see a lot of. I don't think we're going to see any cross collaboration. Similarly, I don't think we're going to see very many fight camps compete across both. Unless maybe they have larger pulling power obviously like now rws and pet indy like boat signed that agreement with them and i i think yeah, it's going to be very much two sides of the coin separated and that's that's like i think it's got so much potential for positivity but at the same time if it becomes a thing where if you're there you can't be here and if you do that you can't do that but also you know if they if they fight each other up and then one of them wins and the other one falls out, does this one still maintain what they've done just to win the battle? Or do they go, all right, well, we crushed these guys. Now we're back to... So if it's if it's a battle for the growth of it, amazing. But if it's just to crush the other side, it might be a bit shit. Mm. A little bit shit. Mm. When's Maxi Boy fighting? Uh, he'll be back uh, Feb 25, 1774. Lovely. Side David Penampede coming off that big stoppage victory over Derrit. Um, go on, watch it on YouTube. You can hear uh, Pinky commentate equally the fight and you can just listen to Sai talk about Derrit for three and a half rounds. So if you want to go on and watch that, that's on YouTube. In my defence, <laughs> I did acknowledge what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, you did. No, you did. You did. It's to be, but if there was even moments in the corner, a couple things that did, I was like, oh, that was nice, man. That was yeah, good. Uh, yeah. Excited to see him fight in uh, in Australia a little bit more next year. Excited to see him. He's a 
He's a massive talent, man. He's no slouch for sure. I'd love to see him fight a couple. There's a few good matches. Hugh, I'd love to see him fight Hugh. I'd love to see him fight. <clears throat> uh, yeah, there's quite a few of them. It'll be, uh, yeah, I'd love to see him right kick the fuck out of a bunch of other people. <laughs> <laughs> How is he doing that? I've seen this before. <laughs> And uh, just if we offended anyone other than you two, if you're in the commentary, I'm, I apologize. <laughs> they gave us, there was no list of things not to say. So, uh, you know. I did. I had a lot of people comment that they enjoyed yours and Pingy's commentary, so it was. And um, uh, bloke, uh, Ui Media, whatever the hell his name is, that painted me in the wrong picture, even though you can see Pinky's the one taking the buck lever. More than me, somehow it became all about me. I took one buck lover every mm. five minutes. I'd... Shout out to Mrs. Greeny, who has she had the baby yet? I believe she just did. So, congratulations. Muzzle tough, as they say in my neighborhood. And I hope that doesn't stop you from making those wonderful trays of buck lover. That was top notch, absolutely top notch work. Shout out, and also shout out to what I heard was the, um, of what Riddler described as the best burger that he'd ever eaten at uh, Rebellion, Sai. The real jerk food truck. I'm pretty Thank keen to go. Suits mm. your show. Fucking tremendous. Tremendous. The, the naming suits the branding of your show. So, hey, if only we had got a, got told that they were out there, I would have been really stoked to have actually tried one. And shout out to the lovely catering company that catered Rebellion today for sending me this lovely bottle of Shiraz, which uh, as I don't drink alcohol, I'm sure my wife will enjoy. Mark, hey, Kieran, I saw you do a uh, on Saturday night. You got the old shot glass out on the way. Oh, I thought you meant that. <laughs> so, can you imagine? I don't know. Racked up. Oh, Jesus. I'm, I'm enough of a mess. Um, yeah. yeah it was, we had our Christmas party on um, Saturday night. Woke up with a hell of a hangover on Sunday. So is there? I don't want to go back to certain conversations <laughs> of previous episodes of the Muay Thai Hour. But is there any reasons we should be making any apologies or getting our legal team involved again? Nah, no legal team, sign, No need for a legal team. There's nothing. We're all good, man. I think let's just. Uh, if this podcast does make a regular return. Let's get a local cheap law firm on retainer uh, just to be safe. But, um, yeah, PR company, a little bit of damage control. But, yeah, I think we're okay, man. I think we're cool. Good job. Uh, Andrew's got to go. Um, Kieran, you got to go look up uh, local law firms. <laughs> <laughs> they probably won't take it as one of those no win, no charge bonus things for you, though. All the criminal law firms here end up getting in the fucking paper for – bloody money laundering and racketeering and stuff anyway. So, you know, we're... Win-win. Shout out to all the consultants. Oh, shout out. Shout out to some local law firms. <clears throat> Big next year. Already Muay Thai Grand Prix have the net side to announce some uh, fights coming out. Muay Thai League, Hardcore, mm -hmm. Rebellion, 1774, Siam to Sydney, Infliction, Eruption. Oh, it's looking good, man. Uh, domination. Hopefully, Riddler is going to trying to push him to bring back Epic. So a lot of good stuff. Rice, Nick Trask doing great things. So Tasmania, Zach. Tasmania. Shout out Tasmania. 
Yeah. And yeah. It's only left the camera to do something. Anyway. Stay tuned. Stay I'm tuned. Got a little something in the works for you. Woo. There we go. All right, guys. Chat soon.